do? What'd you do, Chuck? Or Jeff? Uh, I was a fire controlman. Uh, either Jeff. or. Uh, I go if we're doing Navy. Everybody in the Navy knows me as Chuck, so okay. uh, it, that, I'm comfortable with that. But it's either or, whatever you're comfortable okay. calling me. Great. So you were an FC. FC. So you're like an ET with a hunting license, <laughs> basically. Because <laughs> I'm an e I'm an ET. She was an air traffic controller that went uh, career liar. I mean recruiter. So, uh, <laughs> those poor souls that you get to sign on that dotted you know, line um, there's a special place in hell with my name on it <laughs> how long have you been in the navy oh me a blow life i'm jamie Britt, and i'm heath Britt, and together we are e14 we have 40 years of naval service and each week we discuss a potpourri of topics which we like to call smoke pit topics. These are real world topics that concern us, our marriage and our Navy with a sailor twist. So join us each week as we dive into the deep end. Booyah. Hey everybody, welcome back to E14 Podcast. I'm Jamie Britt. And I'm Heath Britt. And together we're E14. And today with us is Jeffrey Chuck Norris from the Chuck Goes to the Movies or Chuck and Roth Goes to the Movies. Which one is it? It is now Chuck and Ruff goes to the movies. My uh, my brother joined me on it, and that's his uh, last name, and it also a name he goes by. So it was just easy to insert it right there after mine. Nice. Awesome. Yeah, it's good. I just, I saw it. It ca caught me off guard the other day when I saw it. But hey, man, you, you do a great show. Uh, super. He is a, uh, a motion picture fanatic. He knows a lot about him and he's very knowledgeable in anything movies. And uh, thanks for coming on today, bro. Oh, man, I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Our pleasure. Tell us a little about yourself. Uh, talk about uh, touch on your service a little bit. Uh, certainly. Well, like you said, my name is uh, Jeffrey Chuck Norris. I uh, was in the Navy uh, from 07 through, um, gee, I I'm so, so, I'm just tired. Whatever six <laughs> years after 07 is, uh, I joined February 07, put six years on at what, what is that? Uh, 2013. 2000. Thank you. Hello. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I did my time uh, doing that. I was a fire controlman. Uh, for the only command that I ever went to besides uh, all of schooling is uh, CVN 70 here, USS Carl Vinson. I uh, thoroughly enjoyed my time on there. I, there are days I miss it. There are really days that I miss uh, being there. I miss uh, all the friends I made, the family I made and stuff like that. You know, I still stay in touch with everybody, but uh, I'm glad I've also moved on to I'm the uh, in, I'm still out there on the water. I work for a company here in North Carolina that we ferry people back and forth. And I just got my captain's license. So I'm uh, working on uh, becoming a full-time captain with this particular company and captain moving Chuck on it up from there. Captain yes, ma'am. That, that sounds dangerous, man. You could like, you could take them across the, on the ferry. You could like throw punch them. I like it. Throw a punch them, roundhouse kick them. You just yeah. stay in line and do what you're told and you'll be fine. All right. Uh, so be honest, the whole time you were in the Navy, did you not complain the whole time about everything? Everything. And, and <laughs> um, now you miss it. <laughs> you know, being told what to do, how to do it, when to do it, all that fun stuff. And now I realized how simple life was actually <laughs> when I have to start making my own decisions here. Now, um, yeah, I complained a lot. Uh, unfortunately, I probably complained a little too much, but, uh, you know, Again, 
yeah, where there that was... saying comes from, you know, yeah. a griping sailor is a happy sailor or a complaining sailor is a happy sailor. Meaning or a bitching sailor is a happy sailor. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that. But... <laughs> yeah, definitely. Before we get too get uh, before we get too involved, let's take a break from our for a word from our sponsor. Welcome back, everybody. E fourteen podcast again with us is Jeffrey Chuck Norris. Um, which we'll just refer to as Chuck. Oh yeah, Chuck. I like Chuck. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Chuck because that's a long name. It is. Well, I, after a few I, beers, I might screw it up. Oh, that's fine. Uh, the only reason I actually go by that is uh, one. Actually, I, it, it took me forever to find it to be cool. I hate my first name. I've always hated my first name. It <laughs> always sounded so proper, like Jeffrey. You know, <laughs> it reminded me of the butler from Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yeah. Jeffrey, do this, Jeffrey. Or uh, people would. Uh, associate me with that giraffe from toys r us may they rest in peace yes. uh you know so i just i got so tired of it but then i didn't want to embrace the middle name either i've actually got two middle names but i only use the one uh because i was like chuck come on everybody's gonna make fun of that too chuck norris yeah so but the only reason i go by all those names now is because there are people that i knew in the navy who i swear did not know what my actual first name was <laughs> so when i put it on my social media profile i'm jeffrey chuck norris so people look at it and like oh yeah that is chuck norris or people who knew me before the navy oh yeah that is jeffrey you know you want to hear a funny story about going by different names in the navy we had <laughs> um my first duty station we had this guy his name was ryan but we called him reggie and his middle name had nothing to do with anything, Reggie, but we just called him Reggie. And they, they, the uh, Divo one day was giving him an award. And what did it say on there? Reggie. Reggie. Official oh, no. award. Big <laughs> name on there. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's funny. He was like, I really thought your name was Reggie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's funny. That's hilarious because it happens all the time because people don't know the difference. A lot of times they like call your name by your nickname so much. They don't even know what your real no. name is. They know you by your nickname or your, or last, your name. last name. Uh, my best friend, uh, my brother, he's been on the show before. Justin, he's still in the Navy. Uh, he refused to call me. He refuses to call me by anything other. I'm always Chuck and always will be Chuck in his nice. eyes. Nice. I think it's a good catch for your podcast, Chuck Norris. I mean, that's. Yeah. You know, that, it's pretty cool, you know, honestly. Yeah, you know, it, it really is kind of, it is that kind of catchy thing. You know, it catches people's eyes at first. You know, they see Chuck, but they don't, obviously, I don't put my last name in the podcast title, right. so they won't know about it until they actually start listening or they follow any of my social medias, and then they realize that my name is actually Chuck Norris. People get such a kick out of it, and I finally finally embraced it in 2007 when i went to boot camp i i was the quiet kid in boot camp yeah. believe it or not i talk a lot now but i was the quiet one because i just wanted to keep my head low do my thing get out get and yeah. it was sunday i'm sitting there trying to polish my boots that was never a specialty of mine so i'm trying to get it nice and shiny and petty officer comes out petty officer hausman he comes out and he's just like norris I'm looking around like, how do they even know what my name is? It's like, yes, petty officer. It's like, when can I curse? Yeah, yeah. please. Thank you. When the fuck were you going to tell us your name? Middle name is Chuck. <laughs> and I looked at him. I was like, well, I was kind of hoping to get through most of my career without anybody noticing that. And he's just like, I was in here reading your record 
And when I saw that, that is your name from here on out. And I'm just like, okay, whatever, you know, petty officer, you know, spout his bullshit. I, when I go to school, they knew exactly who I was. I walk in to check into uh, the barracks. I, uh, luckily my A school was right across the street from boot camp, And, uh, you know, I checked in at the USS Cole. That was my barracks. And they're like, oh, so you're Chuck Norris. <laughs> How is this getting around already? And then when I checked into the Carl Vinson, I go down to personnel. They're like, we were wondering when Chuck Norris was going to drop in. Just <laughs> God, I couldn't escape it. I couldn't. Dude, yeah. Chuck, you're making me feel so damn old, bro. Like I joined the Navy in 96, man. <laughs> and I'm still in. I'm about to retire. Uh but my, my ship in boot camp was the USS Ranger. <laughs> oh, wow. In decom for yeah. you know, 30 years, 40 years or whatever. Wow. And uh, yeah, I still go, I still did go across the street, you know, to uh, from RTC to uh, NTC, Great Lakes. Mm-hmm. But I heard it's totally different in the last 10, 15 years. I don't know. I've been there since 90, I left in 97. Yeah, 97, 98. That's hilarious. I just uh, I just linked up with Petty Officer Justin Timberlake um, the other <laughs> <No>. <laughs> last week. Yeah, I did. That's <laughs> no, funny. No oh, JT. Yeah. <laughs> I bet as a recruiter, you've seen like a lot of really fun names come across your desk. Yes. And I want to tell you one, but I don't know how many of my other recruiter friends are listening, but oh, we did okay. put in <laughs> we did put in a future sailor name. And I was oh, like, no. and I, and so I said to her, I said, um, are you, do people make fun of your name a lot? And she was like, oh my gosh, all the time. I was like, okay, so what I need you to do is already start developing a thick skin because you're going <laughs> to go to boot camp and a school and be into the fleet. And I just need you to understand that this will be forever in the Navy. Never. Um, yeah, I just, you know, I had to kind of give her a little mentorship on the front end. Like, all right, listen, this is going to happen. There's nothing you can do to stop it. <laughs> yeah. Learn to love it. Right. So uh, everybody, I got, I invited Chuck on so we could do a movie review. And the movie we picked, a mutual, it's a Navy movie for a bunch of sailors. Mm-hmm. The movie is Battleship. Chuck, what's the last, did you, have you seen it recently? Uh, I watched it a couple of weeks ago to kind of refresh my memory on it, uh, but I hadn't seen it since it first came out. Same. I remember 2012, I believe it came out. If you were on a deployment in 2012, you watched this show, or this movie on your uh, on your ship. They played it for me at least 10 times in three months. Mm. Wow. Yeah. So I watched it a lot when it first came out. I hadn't seen it in almost 10 years. So I also reviewed it a couple weeks ago and then last week. Um, what, what, what's your thoughts on the movie before we get started, Chuck? Uh, I, I got to be honest. I just can't say that I'm 100% crazy about this film. I think there's a lot of fun action in it. I think there's uh, some really uh, interesting sequences in it. But quite honestly, if I'm comparing it to anything that I know to be true in the world, I mean, again, it's fantasy. So I've got to give it a little leniency. It's a really rough movie to watch. Well, first of all, this was Jamie's idea. Just saying. First of all, first of all, <laughs> let's just let's just say uh, it's a Michael Bay film, right? So no, that's it's a, not a Michael Bay film. Yeah, yeah, the Transformer guy. No, it's Peter Berg. He's a director. 
Oh, well, I thought that they, it sounds like Transformers every time they. Yeah, but it's not Michael Bay. It's Peter Berg. Oh. Yeah, Michael Bay is not associated with this one. Okay, so let's let's do the disclaimer because I don't know anything about anything. (laughs) You know, just in her defense, Chuck, I'll ask you, you remember that guy that played? No, I don't remember his name. Who's, I say an actor. Who's that? Are we playing this? I don't know the hell you're talking about. Rihanna's in it. I know she knows Rihanna was in it. That's about as far as it goes. And she did watch it with me a couple weeks ago, though. I did. And and I can provide some insight on what I thought. I tell you what. Yes. This thing, it was so incorrect. Technically. Yeah. 100%. If you're you're going to just take it at the value of what it is, it's a Hollywood film and stuff like that. And you really don't want to talk about um, the factualness of it. Then great. It's a it's a fun movie. It right. really is. But it, I'm sorry, people like us, we got we kind of take a look at it and all we sit there and think that would never happen. That can't happen. That shouldn't happen. And then it just kind of deconstructs the movie for you to the point where it's just like, is this even enjoyable anymore? Well, right. like at least the, that's how the I very it. first part where he's like, you know, the brother of the guy. I don't even know his name. He was, uh, he's like a screw up. And then he's mm-hmm. like, you're joining me in the Navy. All of a sudden he's an officer. And, and like, did he go to the Naval Academy? How did they, how did this even come about in one week's time? But- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we'll go back a little bit. Yeah. So it starts out in the movie. You got Stonehopper, who's the, mm-hmm. I don't know, but he ends up being the command officer of the USS Samson, I believe. And then he has his brother there in Hawaii chilling. His brother is Alex Hopper. He's just a fuck up. I'm assuming he had a college degree. I'm assuming he was 26. I don't know, but they're in the bar, right? What what is what 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 makes him screw up? There's one thing: a girl. Of course, it's always. But that's a girl. believable. A girl. In that's a bar. A, that's believable. It, that's, with yeah. sailors, yeah. It's the daughter of one of the admirals, right? Admiral Shane, and that right? is believable too. Yeah. I yeah. feel like being Hawaii, but the unbelievable part: how he goes freaking 007 to get her a fucking chicken burrito. <laughs> 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 yeah he should have been a marine <laughs> seriously that's, that's marine moves right <laughs> so he he repels does he try to repel down from the top of the guns he breaks through the ceiling right chuck is that right uh i think yes yeah, he yes. breaks through the ceiling mm-hmm. it, but he did the honest thing he laid like three bucks on the register <laughs> after they closed. and he did try to get into the store right because he was locking up she goes no too late whatever and he just broke in but he tried to get in the right way mm-hmm. then he got in illegally breaking and entering got the chicken trying to pay for it and he did pay for it he laid mm-hmm. it on the no, register he did pay for it and he gets tased while he's trying to give it to the girl which uh which is admiral shane's daughter yeah <laughs> too much to drink in a bar chick walks in wants a chicken burrito completely just, believable until he scaled the top of the roof that was completely but I have been in Thailand with young officers who've done things like that. So I guess it is possible. Oh, I've heard some, yeah, I've heard some stories about <laughs> some people doing weird shit for the girl. You know, I get it. Yeah, definitely. Weird shit. Especially if there's alcohol involved. So yeah. we call that the neighbor. Was that I feel like, Yeah. Well, I just feel like that was completely <laughs> believable and sailor ish. But then when he went a little over the top, that was when I was like, oh, that was, I don't know if a sailor would have done that. Definitely a Marine would have done that. Yes. <laughs> or a young, young naval incident. Or a naval <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so go forward. It gets out. I guess he gets squirted away out of jail, whatever he was got in trouble. And then he's sitting in an ice tub in his brother's house. 
And his brother said, you're joining the Navy. Yeah, and I, I, this is the part that kind of like, this is where it really starts to deconstruct itself. So it's like, yeah, you know, you, you got all these issues, you're joining the Navy and stuff like that. Next thing we know, he's the, he's the freaking TAO. He's the Dude. lieutenant. <laughs> He's and I'm just got- like, how did this, how did this happen? But it, I don't know if it, it's like, I've heard that sometimes the best way to advance is to be a fuck up. You have to screw up somewhere along the way. I don't know if that's always the case, but for some reason, I know a lot of people who unfortunately have some, you know, history, DUIs, things like that, that managed to find their way through the ranks. So I was like, so was it because he was a fuck up that he got to climb pretty quickly, in my opinion, to such a yes. position. Yes. And if you, if you notice, Chuck, he had a, not only his swole pin, but look underneath it, he had an East Wash pin too. <laughs> yeah. Come on. So, come so on. So he, he came in as a, as a seaman six years later. He's got his East Wash, he's got a swole, and he's a lieutenant. Can I yeah. just speak on this as a recruiter? Because I cannot count the number of times that I've had a parent drag their young child in that was screwing up. And say, you're joining the Navy and plop them down in front of my desk. And the kid has no ambition to join the Navy or <laughs> anything like that. And and I'm talking to ma- mainly the parent. And I'm just thinking in my head, like, yes, this is what we want. Your <laughs> child, like, doesn't want to be here. That's exactly who I want standing up next to me, you know. But <laughs> And I know, Chuck, that back in the day when I came in, I don't know about your time frame, which you came in about the same time as, as Jamie, but you could, you could go either jail or the military, but now they don't want you no more. If you're a screw up, they won't let you even yeah, enlist it, much looking. less officers. Do you want that screw up standing next to you? I mean, <laughs> yeah. 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 I've stood, uh, I've stood next to some screw ups, but I mean, <laughs> uh, but did you want I think them? that was still a thing though, when I got in, because I'm pretty sure there was a guy in boot camp with me who said that's what he was facing. It was either jail or he had to come there. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know how he made it. He might have been where those guys. Maybe they liked his. Um, he was boisterous, or he was uh, had an opinion. Maybe they liked that. Man. That's why he moved up to lieutenant so fast after getting his East West spin as enlisted. Mm-hmm. Forget about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he's the TAO on the uh, was John Paul Jones. Correct. And they're doing the rim pack thing. Got the, oh, another thing I want to hit on the damn rim. <laughs> All right, before rim pack, they're they're playing a softball game, and him and the Japanese uh, captain on uh the japanese navy don't get along yeah so they're in the they're in the head of the ship i don't know which ship they were on but they're in the head they start brawling in the in the in the ship's head i'm assuming the male head and old seaman walks in he hears it and he walks out but admiral shane right so his his girlfriend's daddy admiral shane is chewing out his ass and the japanese captain's ass (laughs) i don't think that would really happen in the navy you'd have an american chewing out a japanese captain what do you think I, I don't think that would happen at all. If anything, he would have been like, I'm going to talk to, you know, the people involved, get the fuck out. Yeah. Right. Right. Go, go see your boss. I'll, I'll take care of these Americans. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I didn't quite. He had a man at parade rest. <laughs> had the captain, full bird captain in the Japanese Navy at parade rest. No, nah, wouldn't have happened. No, definitely. All for happen. sure. No, but I want to talk about some good things about this show. When they're, uh, this movie, they're, uh, doing the whole meet and greet with the Japanese Admiral Shane's talking and the, the, the GM two who uh, rakes, I believe her name was, she played by Rihanna and this, the, uh, the bosun mate seaman are talking a little smack. Komichiwa, you know, kind of like, yes. About, about the other, that's, that is so sailor right there. Mm-hmm. 
that's one thing. She's talking about, in ranks, just and she's like, "Shut up!" Yeah, yeah, that is so sailor. Mm-hmm. The shit talking and the kind of the the little bullshit and almost not really fucking up or screwing up a little bit is sailor, especially when I was at E four, E five, even hell, a young E six. Yeah, I went above it. That's for sure. It's a little little shit talking. I thought that was pretty accurate. Yeah. You can't you can't stop you can't stop the shit talk. You can't stop the opinions from flying around, especially like it's just that camaraderie thing. And that's definitely something they got right in this movie. Mm -hmm. That's what I really love about it, honestly, is the camaraderie part. And that's what uh that's the reason uh Jamie wanted to do this because she said, I said, that's such a a bad movie as uh, accuracy goes she goes yeah but they they camaraderie i was like yeah i'll see if i'll see if they got it right they They got got, they got the the snickering you know in ranks right Mm -hmm. and the you know the camaraderie between the the two right there they got that right for sure and then you know moving on they show that throughout the whole thing so that's kind of what hooked me honestly and then how the contrast between Alex Hopper, the, the lieutenant, and then Commander Hopper, Stonehopper, the brother, uh, the uh, the CEO of the, the Samson, mm-hmm. how they were like a total polar opposite. Like when you talked about when when uh, when Stone Commander Hopper was talking, it was like he's where he's taking care of his people. He's doing this, he's doing that. When the younger lieutenants in CIC, he's like. I don't care what we're going to be the best. I don't care if it kills you pretty much. We're going to be the best. And then Rake said, she goes, it's a cross between Mike Tyson and Donald Trump. <laughs> and see, I see that's his personality. So I can see that about a young officer. I'm going to win no matter what dead bodies are in my wake. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? I can Absolutely. see that. And maybe that's why he got to Lieutenant because he'd drive his people into the dirt. Uh, you keep saying maybe that's why he got to. We have literally no reason why he got to lieutenant in a week's time. No, there's no reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah, good point. <laughs> He's like, well, well maybe yeah, he got this. <laughs> but you know, it's a great guessing game because I really yeah. feel like all the guesses you're throwing out here all could be very plausible. I mean, given our knowledge here of how how it works, I mean, there's just a, amount of anything that he could be impressing people with his gravitas. You know. Uh, he could have bullied his way into uh, the position too. I mean, who knows at this point? It's just still, it still doesn't stop it from being a shocking development. Yeah, no matter what, it was shocking. <laughs> but, you know, uh, again, not trying to speak ill of anybody that I served with here, but there were some people in these uh, positions, you know, TAO, things like that, where you just kind of stared at them just like, how did you get here? <laughs> oh, every day. who are you? I had a divo. I stared at that, stared at him that way. I was like, "How in the hell did you get here?" Yeah, that that I've done that, and I've done that, especially as like a chief. I was like, "What the heck?" Mm. Yes, I imagine as a chief, you you probably had that look and that thought all the time. Like, you know, who who loved you or liked you enough to help you get to where you are right now? Because you have no business being here. Who the hell thought you had the potential of, <laughs> of commanding a ship? <laughs> I know I would, but I was as a as like a second class, third class, even a first class. I was I was a lot more tactful than I was as a chief. Mm. Uh, I just would like you know shut up, you know, just clinch and grin, right, and then yeah. you know, go with it. As a chief, I just too damn old and just 
by that time you're just beaten down, don't care no more. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. And as a chief, you've earned that right. Yeah. But I think. Mean it, they don't mean it was right. True. <laughs> just, <laughs> you had to back it up with a lot of hard work if you're going to yeah. do that. But, uh, but no, yeah, they're everywhere. I mean, unfortunately, it is what it is. But hey, there's some good ones too out there that you know make up for the uh, the crappy ones. Well, that's one hundred percent the point of the chief, right? To train up the junior officers so that they don't um, continue to be that way, and when they get to commander, captain, and all of that, right? That's the that's point true. of the chief. Yeah, that's yeah, that's job. one of them. Hopefully, one of the you points. can fix them before they get too high. Yeah, definitely. But uh, I want to talk about the actors for a little bit it kills me because the director uh peter bird right mm-hmm. he's been in some movies back in the 80s he has a few uh, the one i remember i saw at the movie theater was uh the last white height where he played that boxer had damon waynes in it he played the the uh the he was the white irish boxer he was supposed to be able to beat damon damon waynes because he was like the champ mm-hmm. i remember that movie and he's but he loves some freaking marky mark man mark Wahlberg. he's he directed lone survivor he directed oh, good movie he directed, there's a few here I wrote down, uh, Collateral with, with uh, Tom Cruise and uh, Jamie Foxx, yeah. Jamie Foxx, Mile 22, Deepwater Horizon, another uh, Mark Wahlberg movie. He yeah. also, yeah, and then you have Lone Survivor, also had the uh, Taylor Kitsch, which is uh, Alex Hopper, the star of uh, Battleship. So mm-hmm. he's, he's, these guys have all been around each other. Is Mark Wahlberg in this? Movie? No, he's not, but he's oh. not. He yeah. But I know, but as far as uh, Hopper and I had it, I had it, I had like almost like the uh, was it the Kevin Bacon? What is it? What do you, was the game you play? Oh, the Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. Yeah, Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. Did you get it? I, no, I didn't. Oh. But but I was kind of <laughs> on that with uh, with some of these shows. But the thing about it though, Friday Night Lights. That's uh, Ta- uh, Taylor um, Kitsch was in Friday Night Lights the series. Yes. So was the guy Jesse Plemons who played the uh, bosa mate Orty. Mm-hmm. They were both in Friday Night Lights the uh, the series, so they've been kind of. A, and then um, Peter Berg also directed Long Survivor, which Taylor Kitsch was in. So they they've been around each other a lot. But can you get to Kevin Bacon? I, I didn't try. I'm not can do you that Chuck? shit. Can you Chuck? Can you get to Kevin Bacon? Oh. We're talking Peter Berg to Kevin Bacon or any, any of the actors. So either Taylor Kitsch, Peter Berg, I don't care. Any of them. Hmm. Let's see. I, I feel like there's an obvious choice here. Uh, dang, I am blanking. Um, Kevin Bacon. It is a rough one. It's it's very tough here. I'm trying to think. Oh, I can't even help you out because I didn't do it. I was going, I was going, <laughs> you I was, got to Friday Night Lights, though, if I, that helps. I was going to, and then I had a lot of stuff happen, and I kind of forgot about it. And not, not even any of the actors. It don't even have to be anyone I brought up. There's several in there. There's, mm-hmm. uh, like you said, Taylor Kish, Alexander, uh, his brother, uh, Captain Stone, Commander Stone, Hopper. Yeah, Alexander Skarsgård. Skarsgård, True, uh, True Blood. He was in True Blood, the series. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then uh, Liam Nielsen. Neeson, I mean, from you know, Admiral Shane was Liam Neeson. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm going to do something. I 
don't normally do, but I'm going to cross mediums here. It's the only thing I can think of right now. Um, as far as connecting Kevin Bacon to somebody, I I'm sure there's a simple way to do it. So I'm going to actually use a mixture of TV shows and uh, movies. Uh, so Kevin Bacon was in footloose with John Lithgow, who was in Dexter with Michael C. Hall, who was in Game Night with Jesse Plemons. Holy shit. Dude, I wouldn't even thought about Dexter. (laughs) My favorite season of that whole show is the one with John Lithgow. Yeah, then Footloose? Classic. Yep. Fuck yeah, that's good, man. Yes, that's good. Good job. There's probably an easier one, and I'm I'm going to go Google it later. But I'm just like I'm blanking right now because Jamie's a big Dexter fan. Yeah, I do love that. Show. Yeah, yeah, great that, show. That, yeah, it is good. I love the whole idea behind. Uh, what is he? A, was he a criminal investigator? No, he's a um, he's a blood splatter analyst. Oh, analyst, and he's killing. He's investigating the people that he killed. How do you get away with that? That's how he gets away. Yeah. He's good at covering his tracks. Exactly. He's got a code to live by. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that 2012, when this movie came out, Battleship was a busy year. See my Taylor Kitsch, he played in Battleship. He played in Savages. He, uh, and John Carter, all in that year. Yeah, and I think John Carter is what killed him. It did. It was <laughs> it was a blockbuster bust. And they played it. They spent a lot of money on it and didn't make any money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The budget on here was 220 billion for uh, Battleship, and they made uh, the net gross was 303 billion. So they well, they made what 80, 80, 80 on that one. I guess that's okay. They did okay with that at the box office. With uh, I don't Battleship. think it did as well as they were hoping it would have. Right, right. But I, I, they were probably looking for a franchise out of this too. Probably, and it didn't. Definitely was not that. Yeah. Did you when you were on the Vincent? Did you have any um, like filming going on on there? No, we never had any uh, filming. Uh, at least not the what I was aware of. We did, uh, you know, we did have celebrities and stuff come on board. We had a uh, oh, one of my favorite memories is when we we did our trip around the Horn from uh, Norfolk to uh, San Diego, and uh, when we got to San Diego the night before they we pulled in there at Coronado. They flew Saving Able, the rock group, out onto the oh, boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so got to do a little meet and greet with them ahead of time. And uh, I was the second person in line to meet them. And just going around, shaking their head, talking with them and stuff like that. And they see the, you know, of course, they see my last name. So it's a talking point now. They're like, oh, are you related <laughs> to Chuck Norris? Like, no, but that's my middle name. Uh <laughs> they put on such an amazing concert. It's one of those concerts I will never forget. I've got so many pictures and videos from it that I will reminisce about every once in a while. And uh, they they did take pictures of that concert. They used it in one of their albums um, and stuff like that. So that I think that's the closest I've seen any like film crew or anything like that nature happen while I was on board. Wow. That's still cool, though, man, because uh, I remember on the Lincoln, we had Will Smith come on. Mm-hmm. Back when he was young, young, I, get, I think getting jiggy with is that that was a, that was the song <laughs> that was when he came on. And then we we had some WWE guys come on one time, and one of them was Big Boss Man. And one of the guys, I worked on the 06 level UHF room, and some of the guy, one of the guys put a sign on the front of the door. And it was a hatch, not really a door, it was a hatch. 
It said mm-hmm. big, big boss man, num- number one big boss man fan club inside. And they walked in. Yeah, I can't <laughs> who else it was. That's awesome. I think it might have been uh, big boss man and one of the um, one of uh, Degeneration X guys came. That's came awesome. In and just shot the shit with us for a couple minutes before they got hauled off because it was on the way to see the bridge. Mm. So that, that was pretty cool. And there was always Stone Temple Pilot lead singer came on. I mean, oh, some, wow. Yeah. And I said, man, I'd like to meet him in the, the JO. Is before it was back when they had JOs, journalists. He's yeah. Like, no, we, we can't be having everybody come see him. I was like, all right, yeah, whatever. That's cool. <laughs> and yeah. So we, it was always celebrities. It was a big, it had the uh, couple like the, some of the football, the professional football team cheerleaders coming on board. And it was, it was always a show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. We had a Wee Man from Jackass come on board once. Yeah. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, he he was a really cool guy, really fun to talk to. Uh, I missed this one. I forget why, but for some reason, I couldn't make it down to the Mestex for it. But uh, Katie Sackhoff came on board hmm. at who's one that? point. Who's that? Who's that? Uh, Battlestar Galactica. Oh, Battlestar Galactica. Okay, I got you. Okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, and uh, oh gosh, uh, they had somebody else. Uh, Gallagher. You know the guy who likes to smash watermelons. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they yeah. brought him on board for, to do a show. Uh, they flew wow. the Green Bay Packers on, or, you know, not all, but some of the Green right. Bay Packers wow. on board after they won the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, I got to do, got to see people like that and everything. Um, and, and, of course, you know, we had the biggest wanted celebrity of all time flown on board at one point, but I really can't talk about that, I guess. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, you know, well, I mean, it, it's public knowledge that Bin Laden uh body was on the vincent yeah. at one point yeah yeah yeah. i remember that yeah yeah. Uh, yeah that's what i'm referring to yeah yeah that was pretty much everywhere yeah i remember reading about that yeah that was well, a very interesting day and on the the lincoln one time uh we were going to relieve the stennis in the persian gulf mm-hmm. uh the stennis it was it wasn't the carl vince was a stennis and they were they were at it we that was right when uh that was the same year that the coal got hit in 2000 mm. so we were, that's before we had, we were in the gulf so right before that man these people had terry bradshaw on with the dallas Child, cowboy cheerleaders are playing catch with terry bradshaw on the flight deck they relieved uh, them been and so cool. we got we got stuck there for like 90 days straight without seeing port two beer days because the coal got hit and i was like man you guys that's we never got, and they, nobody would come out there because it was dangerous mm. we couldn't get mm-hmm. anybody to come out there with us but right before that, they had the Dallas Cowboy Cheerleaders, Terry Bradshaw on there. I was like, God dang it. Because so Terry Bradshaw's a Louisiana boy. He, he went to uh, Northwestern, Louisiana yeah. State. I'm a Natchitoches. So I've been cool to see him. But no, nah, we didn't get nobody. We were out there two beer days later. Not seeing, <laughs> not seeing port. <laughs> but hey, it was a good time. Those beer days. Oh, man. Two. They made sure you didn't get more than two. They were in a lockdown. Uh, I was trying to, trust me, I was trying to sneak some in. <laughs> <laughs> but. You know, back to the movie, man. Freaking, <laughs> I like the part, and it comes with a, a Taylor Kitsch. So Alex Hopper, Lieutenant, he was a cocky some bitch uh, at first, but those aliens humble the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I like damn that aliens. And those damn aliens. But what what I liked about it is how much easier it was for his crew to follow him when he was humbled. Ooh. Did you catch that in the movie at all? Yes. That is a, is a good lesson. So there's some good lessons in here, even though it's not accurate, uh, not even close. But things like that are important because they're true. Your thoughts? 
you bring up a very good point about uh, how things can shift when it's just a simple th uh, thing of the mind, you know, like I'm shifting of the mindset here. Uh, we, you know, I saw it all the time. I'm sure you see it all the time. It's people have such strong personalities that a lot of times I really don't think they mean to be the way they are. But when you've got that strong personality or you've got, you're out there to prove something to either yourself or someone else, sometimes you just don't think about the people that are carrying you or helping you along the way. So when, like you said, it was easier for his crew, his team to follow him whenever he was a lot more humble about who he was, what he was doing, and the position that he held. When he was acting like the lone wolf or the, you know, the uh, guy who's just like, I got this, I got this, I got this. What's the old term that we all hate hearing? There is no, no I, I team. team. Yep. It, but you, we all may get sick of hearing it, yep. but it's the absolute truth. As soon as you remove the I and start making it about the entire picture, it's a lot easier. So I, you hit the nail right there on the head. It's This is such a true representation of a change in the leadership mindset that works in a positive way. And it's, it's a shame that it usually takes a... Sure, the catastrophe in this movie is aliens, but you could easily just pluck out aliens and insert any catastrophe. And it's a shame that it takes a catastrophe sometimes to get people to take a step back, recalibrate, and then move on. Why can't people realize this before the uh, you know catastrophe happens? Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's true whether you're talking about hurricanes, since we sit here waiting for Ida to hit us. Um, yeah. But, you know, if you look, look at uh, Katrina, the way it brought the country together, 9-11, um, the way it brought mm. the country together, it always has to be, un unfortunately, something terrible before we, we pop out of ourselves and be like, oh, my gosh. You know, we're all in this together, right? You might people might get pissed off when they hear this, but the best day in my lifetime, American history, since I've been alive, was September twelfth, two thousand one. Because if that wasn't a country united, I don't know what was. Right. I agree. That was I. I, I every uh, uh, the the song uh, "God Bless the USA" mm -hmm. uh, was playing everywhere. I mean, I'm walking to work, and I hear it come out of people's houses. And, yep. and flags everywhere it was i mean it was i was in awe just you know and unfortunately it took that that terrible day uh to make that to make that happen but that was a great day until you know it lasted uh, what i'd say six months and then it went back to normal if that no i think it lasted a little longer uh, than that but you yeah. know um people do go back to their yeah normal stuff Jobs. yeah you know we've we, We've definitely seen that everywhere. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. I'm really no, bad about ahead, that. Please. No, no, <laughs> please, please. I wasn't. No, I was done. Um, no, uh, you're, you're absolutely right. I think for some people, it lasted a little bit longer than for others. But at some point, like you said, you got to kind of return. You want to return to that sense of normalcy. Like, okay, yeah, this happened, but life has got to go on. You, it doesn't necessarily diminish the fact that something happened. But, you know, at some point, we just got to... We got to keep moving forward. 
uh, we're seeing it now with the pandemic, you know, right at the beginning of the pandemic, it felt like everybody was willing to come together to, uh, you know, flatten that curve. Mm -hmm. But then after a while, it's just like, okay, how much longer do we have to do this? How much longer do we have to do this? How much longer? And now you've got that divisiveness that's happening. People just want to return to a sense of normality. Um, so I think those days after one of the most horrific things to ever happen definitely were some of the highest when it comes to patriotism, uh, being unified. Like I remember all of our government Congress, everybody standing there on the steps of the Capitol building singing God bless America. Um, you know, I remember everybody just, I remember all the flags. Uh, God, I remember September 11th. Like it was yesterday. It's hard to believe it's been 20 years. Um, that, that was actually the turning point in my thought process at that time. I had, I was only a sophomore in high school, so I hadn't made any decisions about wanting to join the Navy. The The Navy was one of those like last minute decisions uh, that came back in 2006. But you know, where for this, that was the turning point where like I had a different perspective because up until that point, I didn't understand or want to believe in the necessity of such a strong military force. I actually wrote a paper about it in high school, how I felt like we should scale back on our military funding and all this stuff. And then this is like, well, obviously we're going to need to retaliate to this. Sure enough, we did. And I, I understood it and I, and I became, I came to respect it. And obviously to the point where I felt like I needed to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, again, I think it all hits us differently and remains with us in different ways. You know, and I know that you wanted to go uh, step by step in the movie, no. but if we could just skip to the end, because that's where this conversation is going when the, um, you know, talking about battleship, when the, the young sailors go back to the Missouri. Oh, and I love that part. And they, you know, the old salts are there. Mm-hmm. And they're like, hey, you know, um, we know you served your time. We have no reason to ask, but we, you know, and he was like, what do you need, son? And and I was like, that's the fighting spirit of the Navy. They got it. They got it right. Because it's yes. like, we're tired and we've served our time and we've done everything, but we're just going to do one step more because you need it. You need us. And we're here, you know? Yeah. I, I was like, they got it right. They got that part right. Right. And I don't think that Rihanna would be able to operate the uh, <laughs> gun on a, on a World War II battleship. But hey, the Poor emotion Rihanna. was right. The emotion, <laughs> the fighting spirit of the Navy, the, uh, you know, and, and seeing the new come together with the old style of doing mm-hmm. things. It was just so amazing. I like the dude that was on the 50 cow with his. Dixie Cup and his dungarees on. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, there's the Navy right there. Yeah, right. OG. Yeah. No flash gear. He don't need that shit. Or when no. they like, they like <laughs> light the fire. To oh, start. you know, I've been on ships. That's how they did it. That's how they lit it. The big Q-tip and they light the boilers like that. Yeah. I've been on ships like that. That's how they lit it off. Oh, All he needed was just like the cigarette hanging from his mouth and everything like that. <laughs> That's it. Or a bottle of Jack Daniels or something. There you go. There you go. Do it. Go. Do it. <laughs> Yeah, that's by far the reason what why I wanted to do this movie was because of that that scene in the the fighting spirit of the Navy. It was just 
if you if you were wondering what it looked like, that's it. That yeah. part. Yeah. So with that said, we'll start with our guest. Chuck, what was your favorite part? If there is a favorite part <laughs> of that well, movie, I'm- what is it? Y'all have got me reevaluating this whole movie now. I, I've never really given a lot of thought to the ending like that, but now that you've presented it in such a tremendous way, it, it gave me little goosebumps here. I'm going to have to, I'm, if I had to answer that question now, I'm going to have to say this part. When they go back to the Missouri, you're absolutely right. That's the fighting spirit of the Navy. The You may not actively be serving, but the watch always needs to be attended to and they're there to answer that call if somebody can't stand it they're there and they're willing to do it even though they have already sacrificed they've already done what they needed to do that call doesn't end when you walk away from the navy that call ends when you're no longer capable of doing or answering that call and i i think that's absolutely beautiful and so yeah i'm gonna have to say that's my favorite part now Love that, Chuck. Love that, man. I love that. Like you said, it never stops until you physically cannot do it anymore. Right. Love that answer. I mean, I don't think it'll ever happen, but my uniform is just right upstairs in the attic. And if I ever have to get throw it back on, uh, I may not be overly happy about it, but I'll do it. (laughs) But bro, the blueberries aren't in anymore. You'll have to upgrade. Shit. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Squeeze back into those. Can lights. I at least wear my coveralls? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Coveralls yeah. are still cool. I th- actually know they changed Perfect. those too. They're steamers now. Everybody wears like steamers now, I think. Damn. Yeah. You know how okay. it happens to the uniform when it hangs on the hanger too long or sits in a box too long? It shrinks. It shrinks. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jay, what was, your, what was your favorite part? I just said it. That was your favorite that, part? That too? was my favorite part. Okay. I'm going to tell you my favorite part. It's a little different. Same time. So, they're on the Missouri. Uh-huh. Mighty Monk. So you remember when they're coming around, he's like steady and they dropped anchor. Mm-hmm. He said in the, the, uh, the Japanese captain said, we're going to die. He goes, yo, I'm going to die. You're going to die. We're all going to die. Just not today. And they, they launched, they launched those guns on the uh, alien ship and destroyed it. My oh, favorite damn, part. Yeah. I like that part because he's like, yeah, yeah we're going to die. Then he, then he throws in, but not today. <laughs> Right, yeah, that just made me think where he was like, it's like the art of war, and he's like, that's not what that means. Yeah, <laughs> fight your fight your enemy where they're not. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, that's not what that means. <laughs> he thought he finally got it. <laughs> well, uh, Chuck, so I'm glad that we kind of re, re uh, changed your view of the movie a little bit. You're gonna go back and watch that ending part now, right? Yeah, I'm actually gonna go back and kind of rewatch it with this new light. I I might be singing a different tune about this film and you know that that's the beauty of movies and that's the beauty of uh people watching movies uh movies are art and art is always in the eye of the beholder so you're going to experience something different than i am and you know he's going to experience something than you or i but then when we sit down and talk about it we're now influencing each other in the way we think about these movies so our view of the art can change and that is that's the beauty of it yeah. Yeah. I just want to go over a few things that I've really impressed me about your podcast real quick since you're on the first I've heard you with the wizard of Oz with Ian from my whiskey. Yes. Great episode, man. Y'all really dissected that. I was sitting there drinking, drinking. I think I was drinking some bourbon. Cause I know every time I listen to Ian, I got to drink bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about an influence. Yeah. He's a, he's a, he's a bad influence, but anyway, yes, he is. Listening, <laughs> listening to it, man. And, 
God, y'all did so good on that. I love that episode. I think I actually listened to it a couple times. In the one you did with Scuttlebutt, it was like some with the the, the clock. Oh my heart. god! Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, they chose that movie, and when they when they brought that up to me, it's like I've never even heard of this movie, and it, I'm so glad I found it. It's such. It is a phenomenal film. It really is. But it's animated, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and it's uh, it's it's, it's uh, European, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they had some French, movies. if I remember correctly. French, yes. It was it was a good review. And I, I can tell Hermes watched it more than once. It's one of his favorites. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's Hermes picked that one. He's an old soul, man. He, he pulls a lot of stuff out. I've never heard of. I know. Yeah. And then your, your Christmas in July. I've heard the it's a wonderful life, which is my personal favorite uh, holiday show movie. I want, I'm waiting to hear, I need to hear the, uh, my second favorite Christmas story. Uh, it's mine. Oh yeah. Yeah. But I loved how you talked about how it's a wonderful life. <clears throat> was kind of a box office flop mm-hmm. back in the day when it came out. I can't remember what year. Was it 40s, 50s? Oh, gosh. Uh, 46, 47, yeah, if I remember was, correctly. I think that's what it is. And you, and y'all talk about how it was a, it was a flop. But it is forty-six iconic Christmas movie. Yes, absolutely. It's, you know, it's one of those quintessential movies. When you think of holiday time, I think of three films automatically that have to be played at least once and one multiple times for me. White Christmas is my all time favorite Christmas movie of all time. I just repeated myself. It's very redundant. Um, (laughs) White Christmas, uh, It's a Wonderful Life and Christmas Story. Those are the three films that I just always associate with Christmas. And so I was so glad I got to knock out two of those during this Christmas in July special. Yeah, that was, it's great. Uh, me, if I don't watch It's a Wonderful Life and Christmas Story, I feel like I miss Christmas. Yeah. Indeed. Uh, that's why I, I just love that Christmas in July with those. I just need to, I need to watch a Christmas story. That's my, that's my, probably my second favorite. I like Elf. <laughs> She's modern. Not everybody's perfect. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not a very good movie uh, reviewer. (laughs) Yeah, but she's my wife. I love her anyway. Of course. Of course. You know, my wife doesn't even like hardly ever watches movies. So getting her to even talk about anything other than uh, Wedding Date and Wimbledon, I, (laughs) good luck. So are you, you, you live in North Carolina? Yes. Uh, I live in Wilmington, North Carolina. So you're close to the water. Oh yes. Okay. Then you, are you from there? Are you from, uh, tech? Uh, I know you talk about you're from, you spend time in Texas. Uh, I'm from Texas. Originally I was born and raised right outside of San Antonio. Okay. And, uh, I'm from Texas. She's from Texas. That's why I brought it up. She's a Texas. Oh, nice. Yeah. I can't get away from this Texas shit. I know. Everything's bigger and better. <laughs> oh, true. everything's absolutely amazing. If I could convince my wife that, te- like, Texas is a great place to live, uh, you know, we would be there right now. But no, she doesn't believe it for one second. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah. Uh, I, I spent the first part of my life there. I, in high school, I moved to Florida. And then from Florida, I joined the Navy, went all over the place. My wife's from DC. And when I met her and we got out of the Navy, we went back to DC and then we ended up here. Yeah. I like, I like North Carolina. It's a beautiful state, but man, uh, before we let you go, man, what are some, uh, can you give us some plugs? Oh yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah. Uh, so it is Chuck and Ruff go to the movies. Uh, we are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, active on all three of those. Go give us a follow. Uh, you can find the show on all major podcast directories, Apple, Spotify, uh, Google, and I'm even on Amazon Music somewhere. And yeah, we just we're we're two brothers who always love movies. That's kind of how the podcast started. It should have always involved him from the very beginning. I don't know why I didn't. Uh, usually anytime we call each other or talk to each other, all we're doing is talking movies. So that's basically what the podcast was, talking movies. And um, we just we love movies. And so we would just connect with guests from all over and uh, talk about what movies make them want to talk. It, it, what, it used to be what movies have impacted our lives or influenced our love of other movies. But we realized that we wanted just to be a little bit more broad. Why? What movies make you talk? You can watch a movie and never talk about it again, but then you can watch a movie and you can't shut up about it. I want to know about the one you can't shut up about. And I will talk about it with you. That's Battleship for me. So thank you for entertaining. <laughs> you know, I would love to get y'all onto the show and we'll give Battleship the Chuck and Ruff go to the movies treatment. I want to hear like what Ruff has to say about yeah, that. <laughs> I like it. Sounds good to me. I'm not sure you're going to want to like or hear what he says. <laughs> trust me. <laughs> the rough but we're open-minded and we'll talk about movies that we don't even like. I mean, I got friends to get me to talk about Dumb and Dumber. And I can't oh, yeah. stand that movie. <laughs> you did. You did. I, I, I know that episode. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah, I think I remember seeing that episode on, on your, uh, on your yeah. Apple. That's funny. But hey, everybody, y'all go out and listen to Chuck, goes, Chuck and Ruff goes to the movie. Great, great podcast. Super knowledgeable guys about movie, uh, movie, anything, motion picture. And thanks for uh, thanks for coming on, Chuck. Hey, stick around for a minute while we sign off. We'll uh, bullshit for a second, please. Absolutely. Thank you. All right, and with that, we'll wish you fair winds and following seas. 